So the Trojans got another football commitment. Kaboom. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and I want to thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. And I want to say thank you to all of you who are coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done so already, why not? Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. It would mean a whole heck of a lot. And to those of you who have... Thank you very, very much. You can always follow me on my Twitter feed at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. So yesterday's episode uh, on Locked on USC, I mentioned that uh, USC was hosting Arizona Wildcat defensive tackle Kion Barnes, or Bars, excuse me. And he was taking a... An, Official visit to USC. Well, one day later, kaboom! He committed. He's a he'll be a USC Trojan, and uh, he had some nice quotes uh, following his commitment around the internet. You can find these, uh, but I will bring you up to date right here. Quote: Just felt like the perfect fit. Fit felt like home. See you soon. Quote: Fight on. I'm staying home, Barr said. I committed to USC during the visit, and I couldn't be more excited. The coaches and players are great. They kept it real with me. Uh, one of the nice things, and I think what maybe helped out um, expediting his commitment, uh, Kion, let us know. Is it Kion or Keon? I'll get it right before I speak to him. Uh, he did mention that classes start January 9th. And he will be enrolled for the spring semester. And he, I can't wait to get started. I'm so excited about this opportunity. So this is that's great news. Uh, that means uh, in spring camp, Mr. Bars will be available uh, to to kind of bring his experience and start developing uh, the chemistry with the team. Getting a getting a vibe, a feel for the the USC culture, that locker room culture that started last year, um, kind of right around this time. Um, remember, Lincoln Riley came in after Thanksgiving, November 28th, 29th, I believe. USC had that game against Cal the first weekend in December. Then their season was over, and then things started to change. The transfer portal is a big advantage. And uh, trust me, USC is going to take take full advantage of it as long as uh, there are essentially no rules in place. Um, so here you go. You've got uh, a position of need filled with, with uh, Keon Bars. Uh, as I mentioned on an earlier episode, he was expected to actually officially visit uh, LSU and Miami later this week. But, uh, you know, obviously USC sold him. So we canceled those trips, and he is locked in with USC. So, uh, Bars, he has a year of eligibility remaining. You know, he spent the, his first four years out of high school. He went to Murrieta um, in California. 
um, at Arizona. And he last year, I believe he had 39 tackles. Four and a half of those were for TFL. And in his career, he's got five uh, five sacks as well. So, uh, look, let's let's just keep building on that. He's got Sean Nua to coach him up for a year and to get him ready for the NFL draft in 2024. So, welcome to uh, the Trojan family, Mr. Bars. He was the uh, 209th ranked transfer transfer uh, to hit the portal this cycle, according to the On Three transfer portal rankings so keon joins eddie uh again i'm i'm probably butchering butchering this but eddie kaplicki from arizona state the punter kicker as well as the linebacker jameel muhammad from georgia state and then in other free agency news because uh, we are talking about the transfer portal uh josiah stewart the six foot two 235-pound rush-in outside linebacker from Coastal Carolina. He has narrowed his uh, his final two down to USC and Michigan. So at USC, his competition, you know, right now is essentially going to be Corey Foreman, a hopefully a healthy Romello Height, and then possibly Solomon Bird. Um, so it seems like playing time is going to be available at USC. But I'm not too familiar with a depth chart at Michigan. I do know that he has a former teammate on Michigan's roster. However, USC has Sean Nua uh, coaching as well as Roy Manning. So we'll see uh, what tips the scales. Is it Michigan and their defense, their scheme, uh, being in the playoffs this year? Will that push Josiah over the edge? Or will a lot of potential playing time, playing in Los Angeles, NIL, and again, being coached up by USC staff, will that play a role? You know, do you go from uh, Coastal Carolina to Ann Arbor, Michigan, or do you just go from one coast to the other coast and head on over to uh, LA, the, the other beach? From Myrtle Beach to Venice Beach, wherever. Uh, Southern California has a lot of beaches. And it'll be interesting to see where uh, Josiah ends up. I know where USC would love him to end up because he looks the part. USC can really use him. And again, uh, maybe not the highest rated guy out of high school, but that's what that's what the transfer portal does. It gives you a player a chance to develop somewhere else. And then, you know, if, if that player decides he wants to take his skill set and his talents somewhere else to a place like USC or Michigan, that's what the transfer portal is all about. That's what free agency is. So let's just call it what it is. He's put in his time. And because um, he's not locked by any uh, having to sit out a year anymore, this is what happens. Look, I know some of you are wondering, you know, when is USC going to hit it big with a name? You know, and when I say hit it big, you know, with a pop with a name like a Caleb Williams or a Jordan Addison. But remember, those types of names didn't happen until February. 
of 2022. So it's it's not like when, when you're a player of that caliber, you have you have the upper hand. You can literally take your time. No one's going to give your spot away. Um, so you you really can turn it into a business uh, business decision. Explore the opportunities. You know, put together your breakfast club plan, so to speak. Um, and here's the other aspect of this. You know, just because you've got big names out there, um, that doesn't mean that they necessarily are, you know, should be a Trojan or, you know, fit the Trojan culture, the, the locker room culture uh, that's been established. Remember, USC's got a, it's like a 20-player football advisory council, 20-player football advisory council. They have to vet you, you know. If they say yes, great, you're in. Come for a visit, check it out, um, and then they'll really put you through the rigors. But if they give you the thumbs down, you know, forget about it. You're you're not going to be a part of this locker room. And I'm not saying that's why uh, Justin Flo or Marvin Harrison Jr., those are big names that are out there, will or won't be Trojans. Um, but the council will decide if they're a right fit for that locker room, you know, for the locker room. That's what it comes down to. Uh, so, and then I'm going to transition here before we uh, move on with uh, this episode. You know, I, I've talked I've talked about this briefly. Even though it feels like USC's recruiting class, the the high school recruiting class, which early signing day is right around the corner, um, it, it kind of feels like it's going to be all transfer portals. It's not relaxed. Remember, there's. USC's got a bunch of commitments out there, including like three five stars. Don't forget about that. Two of those five stars, um, by the way, the, I'll give you all three names. Zachariah Branch, wide receiver, Bishop Gorman. The next two, Makai Lemon, wide receiver, Los Alamitos, and Malachi Nelson, his quarterback at Los Alamitos. Uh, those two five stars were just named um, – 2023 Under Armour All-Americans. So there you go. It, USC's recruiting class, it's, it's going to be just fine. It, you might feel like other programs are doing better because they have more highly rated classes. You, I, I really want to emphasize, you got to start taking these stars with a grain of salt. The transfer portal is going to replace your regular high school recruiting. It is a, the rewards are, and the risk is less through the transfer portal. I've talked about this. I'm going to keep talking about it. Keep harping about it. If you're a, if you're a college coach, would you prefer bringing in a player who has one or two years of college development under his belt and who's ready to make an impact right away? Or are you looking at that five-star high school recruit a lot of them pan out. A lot of them don't. If I'm a coach, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to balance it, but I'm going to focus my energies on the transfer portal. All right. So, you know, as far as uh, Malachi and Makai Lemon, look, these guys, those are high school recruits that you take. They are they are definitely worth their their rankings. You just hope that you know physically they have the skill set. Mentally, 
that's where it really comes down to. Can they make the jump from high school to college? Uh, Malachi, he's just starting to scratch the surface of his abilities. I mean, he is, he's good, but he's raw. And he's just going to keep getting better. But you can see what's there. And as far as Makai Lemon is, is concerned, he's going to remind, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm gonna, it bears repeating. He's going to remind Trojan fans of Amon Ross St. Brown. Dude isn't huge, but he plays big. And he's really fast. He's got that pit bull mentality that, uh, you know what, he doesn't want to pull over when you try and tackle him. Speaking of pulling over, you don't want to get pulled over this holiday season. If you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks, if you're old enough, a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. Wrong. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel and under the influence. That's why police, officer, police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, here we go. UCLA has finally been given their blessing by the UC Regents. They get to go join the pack, excuse me, the Big Ten, the Big 12, 14, whatever they're going to be, 16, 18 teams. Uh, they get to join USC. I, I think they begrudgingly gave their approval. It was an 11 to 5 vote from the UC regions. However, they're going to force UCLA to pay up. And I'm trying to figure out, is it, are they being extorted? Are they being asked to pay alimony? It feels like a kind of feels like one of those grifts. It's, it's really weird. Um, for, according to reports, opponents of UCLA's and USC's moved to the Big Ten Conference. Uh, they just lost their, their, I guess, their last chance. The University of California Board of Regents, which oversees UCLA as well as other schools in the UC system, they voted 11 to 5 to approve the Bruins' move. So, according to the LA Times, after months of political threats to kill the deal, which figures to reshape the state's college athletics landscape. This is, I'm reading this from Yahoo. Now, everyone knows USC, they're a private school. So, they weren't, they weren't under this, uh, this weight, so to speak. Um, they were going to the Big Ten regardless. UCLA is going to the Big Ten because of USC. If USC wasn't going, UCLA wasn't going. They're they're just they're, they bring great Olympic sports, but the UC system and UCLA UCLA athletics 
they're broke. I mean, and that's why UCLA's going. So they won't be broke. So according to the LA Times, UCLA is projected to receive somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 to 75 million in its first year as a member of the Big Ten. And basically they're doubling uh, what they're gonna what they would make in the Pac-12. Same for USC, obviously. So the UC regions want UCLA to pay millions to support Cal, Berkeley, and their student athletes. I mean, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, on football television rights alone, the Big Ten is going to be bringing in approximately $1 billion per year thanks to its uh, media TV media deal. Uh, the Pac-12's upcoming deal will likely be nowhere near that. Uh, hopefully, George Klyovkov will announce that soon. But according to one Pac-12 member, they want to impose a Berkeley tax of $2 million to $10 million per year to offset what the school will lose in Pac-12 revenue without USC and UCLA. <laughs> right? This is laughable. I mean, additionally, UCLA will, will reportedly, get this, pay around $6.3 million per year in academic, nutritional, and mental health support for its athletes. Thanks to those millions of dollars in compromises, <coughs> UCLA is headed to join the Big Ten to the joy of Big Ten Conference Commissioner Kevin Warren, who applauded the deal in a statement released. Quote, the Big Ten Conference is grateful to the University of California Board of Regents for respecting the decision of UCLA to join our conference in 2024. The landscape of collegiate athletics is evolving, and the Big Ten Conference is in a position of stability and strength with unmatched opportunities, exposure, and resources for our member institutions and student-athletes. With the collective goals to prioritize the health and well-being of our student-athletes and forward our academic and athletic mission under the umbrella of higher education. We look forward to USC and UCLA and their scheduled arrival in 2024. All right, so I'm going to tap dance around the politics involved with this bullshit BS, excuse me. Um, but this is why California is so broken. It's because of these types of things. A Berkeley tax, I'm sorry, why? Because Cal, because they've given two rips about athletics since when? I mean, it's been a long time since Cal Berkeley has cared about football or basketball. I mean, just you, you, if you look at how much they spend on their coaching staffs, that answers your question. This has been going on well before USC decided to take their pet to the Big Ten. You know, USC's talked about, you know, float around going independent for years. UCLA would never have this opportunity without USC. So now Cal and, the you know, the broke UC system, they're looking, basically, they're looking for a subsidy via USC through USC to UCLA. 
like I said, without USC, UCLA doesn't even get an invite to the Big Ten. I, yeah, I'm gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. This, to me, is a giant, like, I'm just going to say, this seems like a, they're, UCLA is being extorted, blackmailed. And if you want to be nice about it, being asked to pay alimony, pay for their the kids they're leaving behind, I, whatever. If I was UCLA, they're getting the uh, they're getting half of the victory salute. You figure out which finger is going down, and which one's staying up. Uh, you could bet on that too. I guarantee you that would be my response. Because BetOnline.net is your number one source. For all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis, go ahead and get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you do because you're watching me. You can find those over at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, if you haven't figured it out yet, I was a little fired up in that last segment. I'm not a UCLA fan, but I am even less of a fan of people thinking they deserve or have earned money based on somebody else. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it alone. We talked about it in the previous segment. UCLA, they're coming. USC is bringing the pad along. They'll be in the Big Ten, and they've got the Pac-12s approval how's that all right good news for usc fans the awards just keep accolades they just keep stacking up uh, usc's quarterback caleb williams heisman trophy winner and defensive end tuli tuli Polotu. they are officially unanimous all americans for 2022 you are considered a unanimous All-American when five of the, uh, I guess, All-American outlets vote you. And it's these five. Associated Press, the Football Writers Association of America, Walter Camp, and Sporting News. So when those groups make you a first-team All-American, you are considered unanimous. Well, there you go. Caleb Tooley, they made it. And, uh, oh, Tuli, he's not done uh, filling up his uh, swag bag. He, uh, we know Heisman, you know, we know Caleb got the Heisman, and we know Tuli was up for the Ronnie Lott Impact Trophy. He didn't win that one. What he did win was the 2022 Polynesian College Football Player of the Year Award. That award is given annually by the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. Quote, we congratulate Tuli on an incredible season said Hall of Fame Chairman Jesse Sapolu. His accomplishments are a source of great pride for the Polynesian community. And quote, oh, by the way, if you're wondering, <clears throat> Tuli is a member of Tongan ancestry, and he is the second USC player to win the award. Uh, most recently, Talanoa Hufanga, he was a co-winner with BYU's Zach Wilson back in 2020. The award itself is relatively new. It's only been around since 2014. And just to kind of put a little cherry on the top of Thule's Sunday, ice cream Sunday, um, 
So that makes the, he's a consensus, consensus All-American. He was just named the Polynesian defensive, or actually the Polynesian player of the year. And he also won the, just as a reminder, the Pat Tillman Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year Award. So it's it's been a pretty good season for Tuli Tuiapolotu, as well as the entire USC football team. And we'll see if more awards and uh, accolades keep stacking up. I'm not sure what else is still out there. I'm sure there's something. But uh, if somebody wins something or gets some uh, notoriety, you know, Locked on USC will bring it to you because you're making Locked on USC your first listen every day. And it's, we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. When you're done here, make sure you go head over to wearesc.com, get all that good subs- subscriber information. It's only 10 bucks for a year. Go check it out before that promotion special ends. But again, as a reminder, Locked on USC, we're free and we're here for you five days a week. So until that next episode, you know what to do.